Once upon a time, there was a boy who lived in the desert. The desert was very boring, but he longed to have a big adventure one day. Then he met a couple of robots and decided to go save the galaxy. And a pretty girl. So they all went to look for the crazy old man that lives in the desert. He told the boy his dad was a Jedi Knight and gave him a magic sword. Then it was time to go to space, but first they needed a ship and a captain. That guy seemed good. Plus, he had a big hairy sidekick. So they all went to Alderaan, but it exploded. So they went to the Death Star instead. They got chased by some guys, saved the pretty girl, lost the crazy old man, and got away. Then they came back and blew it up. And they all lived happily ever after. Until the bad guys found their secret base and messed everything up. The captain and the pretty girl and the hairy sidekick hid in some space rocks. Well, the boy went to learn to be a real Jedi Knight, just like his dad. But a big monster ate the ship. And the boy wasn't very good at it. So he went to Cloud City, where the captain ran into his best friend in the whole entire galaxy. Sorry, second best. Who betrayed them? Then the boy arrived to save the day. But he was a little bit late, and a whole lot in trouble. Maybe he should have practiced. That was when the boy got some very surprising news about his dad. He didn't take it very well. This time they didn't live so happily ever after. Especially the captain. So his friends went to rescue him. It didn't go so well. So they tried a different plan. That one didn't go so well either. Fortunately, it all worked out in the end. Unfortunately, the bad guys were building a new Death Star. So the boy and his friends went on a secret mission to go blow it up again. Until they got caught by man-eating teddy bears, who became their new friends. The boy spent the day with his dad and got to meet his dad's boss. Meanwhile, in space, there was a trap. But their new friends fixed things. And the boy's dad saved the day. And the Death Star exploded again. And they all lived happily ever after. Except for that guy. The end. Hello, everyone. Happy Star Wars Day. Happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th, 2014. And this is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. If you want to watch what I just played for you there in celebration of Star Wars Day, that's on uh, YouTube. It's uh, it's done by Lego, sort of a cool little fun recap of the original trilogy. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about Star Wars this week uh, on the show. Uh, of course, we've got to talk about the big casting announcement for Episode 7 that happened this past week. Lots of chitter on chitter-chatter, yibber-yabber, yabber-yimmer. <laughs> Lots of yammering on the Internet about that. But the main topic, we're going to look at an Enterprise episode this week. It's been a while since I covered a Trek episode, and been a while since I've done a, uh, a, a kind of a classic normal-style show. But we're going to look at an episode from Season 4. It's called Kirshara, and it's actually the second part to a two-parter, but it's the it's uh, kind of involves Vulcan and Archer and the Andorians and Vulcan going to war and, and lots of cool stuff. So we're going to listen and, and I'll uh, be playing the episode and commenting as I go about that episode. But of course, we'll talk about some other things that have been going on in the news the last few weeks and a whole lot more. So stand by and uh, let's uh, get this um, partially Star Wars party going. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll be right back.
All right, I'm back. Uh, yeah, uh, happy Star Wars Day again, everyone. Uh, you know, this uh, this is kind of, uh, I think, a cool thing. It started uh, several years ago. I don't know, what has it been? Maybe 10 years? Is that about right? But uh, because, of course, the way May the 4th sounds, the calendar and day uh, month, May the 4th, uh, somehow it got started, and I don't know all the details. Maybe you can find it online, but it got started that everyone started to uh, use that as uh, kind of a special Star Wars day, you know, watch the movies, do whatever, play with your action figures. And and now, uh, you know, Lucas and Disney and the, the whole, uh, you know, entourage and enclave of Star Wars in the in the universe has uh, kind of adopted this as, uh, as their own uh, special day. So we'll kind of throw some things into the show this week about that. And it's not going to be all Star Wars focused or anything, but I'll be... Uh, talking about that a little bit. Uh, well, I guess we can just get right into talking about that, and then I'll tell you a few other little things that I've been up to and doing. Uh, the um, two things, I guess, that that have uh, come out in the news in the last week or so, uh, well, let's talk about the EU, of course, because this is a uh, has been a what I thought a done deal and a known thing, but I guess it's officially announced now. But, uh, you know, for years and years, since Star Wars basically ended, um, especially back in the 90s, after the you know after the original trilogy was done and Star Wars was in, as they call as we like to call it, us older fans, the dark times where there was very little anything Star Wars wise. You know, there was no there were no animated series, there were no uh, you know I think there were a few comics, but that was about it. And then uh, of course Timothy Zahn wrote. Heir to the Empire and, and a new trilogy of books that really, I think, started the wave of Star Wars resurgence and, and let Lucas and company know that there was more. There was still interest in Star Wars enough to justify doing the prequel movies. And then, you know, now we're getting episodes seven, eight, and nine, which, of course, Lucas way back in the day originally talked about a nine movie series uh, in early interviews. And then he kind of went back on that and said, nope, nope, it's just six. But now, of course, it's going to be at least. These original trilogy are follow-up films with three more films, and then Disney's talking about a, you know a film a year of, of other side projects, and who knows what they're all going to do. And we're getting a new animated series called Rebels, and but the EU, uh, you know, after Timothy Zahn's book, and uh, has been a uh, basically a series of novels and comics that have tried to expand the universe. It's called the Expanded Universe for those that don't know. That's what the two letters stand for. And, and they've done, I think, an admirable job. There are a lot of books out there, ton, tons and tons of extra Star Wars books, much like Star Trek has done over the years. But, you know, Star Wars, they, they did much more long series of novels, you know, that tried to tell kind of an ongoing, continuing story with different authors. Star Trek has done that a little bit, too, but uh, there's been some pretty long series uh, in, in the Star Wars EU. But, of course, now it's been announced that they're redubbing those books Star Wars Legends, and that the new movies are, are, are going to be canon, that all that EU stuff that's come before in books and comics is not canon, that basically the only thing canon, uh, and canon, you know, is is spelled, for those who don't know, is not spelled like the military canon. It's C-N-O-N, and that just basically means the stuff that's been authorized and approved by the powers that be, Lucas, Disney, and everyone now, uh, have said this, this is the real story, this, this is a, official uh, and the rest of it is fun, and it's sort of a side thing that you can enjoy, but it's not exactly, you know, we can go back on it. And if a character is introduced in, in a novel, an EU, or now a Legends novel, 
that character isn't necessarily like Mara Jade, for example, from the EU books that's who's married to Luke Skywalker. Well, we're going to do something else probably with this new trilogy. It, it's pretty likely. Uh, I think I still think that they're going to cherry pick a few little things out of the novels and use things. Uh, there are some pretty logical things that happen in the books that I think they're going to have a hard time getting around. Having characters, you know, the the children of of the original characters are going to be around of some kind, whether it's one or multiple kids, who knows? They'll probably name them something different, but in essence, you know, you know, they're going to be force users probably, especially if they're kids of Luke or Leia, right? So, uh, and it's 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 just going to be. You know, I look at it as the way J.J. rebooted Star Trek. I mean, even though I think that's a lot closer to what Star Trek is than, than this might be to the EU, perhaps. But So they, they have these Star Wars Legends, they're calling all those books, which I think you can still enjoy and read, and I'm still reading them. Uh, and uh, and then they're going to create some new books uh, for um, that will be officially, I guess, part of the canon. And, of course, the Rebels uh, animated series that's coming out is supposed to be canon along with the Clone Wars series that just ended, or the last season is on Netflix, that uh, we recently talked about, I recently talked about with Brian, and of course the six movies, you know, that's the official stuff. So so that's the story, uh, as complicated as it is. <laughs> I know there's a lot of controversy, there's a lot of talk about, you know, people upset with all these books that they've read, but I think it comes down to, it's as simple as this. There was really no way that they were going to take those books comics and whatever and try to make those into movies they don't want to be they want to have some surprise and some new things i'm completely all for this i'm all in even though i've read quite a few of the eu books i don't really want them to see them film uh any of those really for this new trilogy i i don't want that i i am very spoiler phobic i don't want to know the whole story before we walk into these movies i think that will lessen the impact and they don't want to be tied into or painted into a corner to have to, you know, do that story that's been written by other authors over the years. Now, even with that said, I could see maybe someday, maybe it would be cool if they created sort of an alternate universe movie. Maybe they, they filmed the, the Zahn trilogy with just all new actors, just as a fun little side Star Wars project that has nothing to do with the main universe. If you know, I think the audience is sophisticated enough to, to handle that at some point in time. Maybe that'll happen. Who knows? But uh, I, you know, this is obviously why they why they did this. They wanted to be able to have an open book to do whatever they wanted to, and I, and that's the smart move. That's the way I would do it. Uh, I think that's the way really. I think that's the really way most people would do it. Uh, now, there's probably everywhere you could go in between where you could take some of like you know have Mara Jade in there the the solo twin kids and and, and ben who uh, is the son of luke and mara and all of that you know you could put a lot of the characters that have been developed in the books and put those into a movie and change the story but i still think that would be too much i think they they're, they're smart to just do what they want to do and create a new vision now I guarantee you, and I know that it will happen, that when that when this movie, the new movie comes out in December of 2015 and the, and the other ones, 8 and 9, come out, there will be people that will be saying, well, that's not as good as what they wrote in the books. There, there's definitely going to be that happening, uh, no doubt. Uh, and I hope they do a good job. I have confidence in them. I think they're going to do a good job. But there's going to be comparisons. There's going to be saying, well, I enjoyed, like, you know, Jaina and Jason solo you know those characters more than whoever this is, Mary Solo or something in in uh, in the movies in the new movies. So we'll we'll 
you know, I try not to compare things like that, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. Um, I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. Uh, you know, it's just exciting, I think, to keep the uh, or to to think about getting new Star Wars movies. You know, we you know when that announcement happened, I think everybody was thinking it was just some kind of a joke or an internet rumor. And uh, the idea that we're going to get new ones, I, I'm I'm all I'm all in. I'm pumped up. I mean, the the other um, the other thing that's been talked about in the last week is the casting. The uh, I'll, I'll run down if if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast and you haven't really paid much attention to this. It, it's basically what we all thought all along. The original actors are back: Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, along with a, a, a good chunk of new actors that have never been in a Star Wars film or project before and are relatively young. Uh, and obviously these are the ones that are going to be carrying uh, the movies and trilogy forward. Uh, I'll go down. Uh, we have somebody named uh, Adam Driver. I think out of the other actors, the new actors, he's probably maybe the most known. There's a guy named John. I'm going to mess up a lot of these names probably. Boyoga, Boyoga. Uh, a guy named Oscar Isaac. Andy Serkis is in it. He, of course, has been in the Lord of the Rings movies, The Hobbit. So perhaps I want, I'm curious if he's going to be playing a CGI-type character or if he's going to be playing himself in the movies. Maybe both. Um, Anthony Daniels is back, of course. Uh, and there's a new guy, Domnell Dom, Gleason. And uh, Peter Mayhew is back. Uh, and, uh, and somebody named Daisy Riddle or sorry, Daisy, Daisy Ridley, sorry, excuse me, who's a young actress who looks very much to me like a young Carrie Fisher, who I, I think has got to be basically Leia's daughter in the movie. So, uh, and then behind the scenes people, Lawrence Kasdan's been working with J.J. Abrams on the script. Uh, we also have um, Kathleen Kennedy, Brian Burke. Uh, Brian Burke's worked with J.J. Uh, quite a bit over the years. He's worked on the Star Trek films, and uh, they're they're good friends, good buddies, partners in a lot of film projects that go on. So, so that's kind of the rundown. There's some others. Uh, Kenny Baker, of course, is back with, as R2. Max von Sydow is going to be in the movie, too. Supposedly, there's also another female role uh, being that has not been announced yet um, that was floating around because this past week, especially over on the Anomaly Facebook group page, uh, there was a really long uh, back and forth about people, uh, some... Some people not too happy that there weren't more. Didn't appear to be new, a lot more new female characters. A lot of these new people were were guys. Uh, there's the Daisy uh, Ridley, but uh, that's about it. It seems. Now I I had commented. I've tried to kind of not put too much in that because uh, I really don't uh, I, I don't see the point. But uh, the, you know, Star Wars was really uh, has always been mostly a guy thing. Darth Vader's a guy, you know, Luke's a guy, you know, Han Solo's a guy. Is Chewie a guy? I guess so. Yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> so, I, I mean, even even C-3PO looks pretty much like a guy, you know. Uh, but, uh, and, uh, you know, just a lot of male uh, actors and male-centered characters in this, in this universe and in this story. Now, I think the EU has brought a lot of strong, very strong female characters into it, even though, of course, it's not canon, you know. But you got Jaina Solo, you got Mara Jade, Luminare, you know, is explored quite a bit, and, and, and just a lot of other interesting characters. Now, could they have put more in here? Yeah, sure, maybe, or whatever. But uh, it's their their world, their story. They're writing the script. They're writing the story. So I, I don't think they should just shove them in to just have, well, we need, 
you know, we need an even balance of male and female new characters here. I, I don't think that, I don't think you sit down and write a story or write a script with that, you know, as your guide. You know, I don't think that's really a good thing. I, I think you, you write the story that you want to write and, and then the characters that you need, you know. I, I think it's, uh, it, it, it sort of serves, um, it's not good to just lay out, okay, I need this, this, and this, and then make a story out of those pieces. I don't think that's the right way to do it and approach it. But whatever it is, it's their their world, their their universe. They get to decide what they want to do. It's your choice to go to it and, and you know decide whether you like it or not. That, that, once you see it, then you can decide, well, gosh, I didn't really care for that or that character or that story or whatever it is. But to just say that you, you know, you have a problem with the, 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 characters and the casting that they've already done I think is a little short-sighted perhaps but I, I think you got to stay a little open and see what happens and what they do with it all so that's uh you know tons of Star Wars stuff huh what, just just going crazy in the news Star Trek's been very very quiet uh you know they're 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 supposedly that you know there's been some changes in 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 who's writing it a little bit and and it's it's still probably not going to be out until 2016 which when you think about it is only about two years away right so you know I'm hoping that in the next you know by the end of maybe this year we get an announcement about you know official announcement about yeah we're going to have a new movie it's going to come out in May of 2016. Uh, this is going to be the cast is going to be back. These are going to be the director who's going to be working on it and all this other good stuff. Uh, I think we're going to get at least one more good movie out of uh, that group of characters, actors, and stuff, and then we'll see what happens. I, I predict still that we'll get one more good movie in a couple of years, and then they're going to put Star Trek back on television. That I've been saying that all along. I said we're going to only we're once they get this movie set out of the way a little bit then they'll come back on TV and who knows, maybe they'll, they may judge based on the new movie, whether they come back and do a TV show based on the JJ universe of, of Trek, or they go back to what we have known for a long time, you know, next generation and that, or maybe they do something completely different. Who knows? All right. I'm going to take a short break. I'll come back with a, a, a couple other little comments and then we'll get into this week's uh, Star Trek Enterprise episode, Kirshara. Hi, this is Jen from Anomaly. For May the 4th, Angela and I will be releasing an episode on female characters in the Star Wars universe, including the movies, TV shows, and EU, and our hopes for the new films. So make sure you download the episode May the 4th from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or visit AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. And may the 4th be with you. Okay, uh, a couple of things else, the other things that I wanted to mention. Um, first, I went to see Amazing, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 yesterday with uh, uh, Emma Stone back as Gwen Stacy and Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked what they did a couple of years ago with the first one. I've heard they've already been approved and are already going to do another one. Uh, at least one more, maybe even two more movies in this. And they're trying to get them out. I think in a two-year time span, which I think is good. I like that. I, I like that they're not letting so much time go by between films. This uh, this movie is, is is got a lot of good character moments. There's amazing action. Uh, Jamie Foxx is in it as Electro. You've seen in the previews. There's also a couple of other villains in here too. Although I, I think it's it's mostly an Electro uh, villain movie. I'm not going to spoil it or anything. There's there's 
quite a few th- big things that happen in this movie, um, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I know there's, I've been hearing a little bit, I haven't really read any, uh, much of the reviews yet, but I've been hearing a little bit of things online of people saying, ah, it wasn't as good as the uh, last one that they did or whatever, but I think they were both good. I think they did a solid job. I think there's a lot of uh, similar vibes between the two, and, and uh, they followed the story pretty well, and, and there's some interesting things that happen in this movie, and the the effects and the action are, are really amazing. I saw it in a normal theater, not a not 3D. Who knows? Maybe I'll give it a shot in 3D just to see uh, how how good they do it in that. There, it could certainly be interesting. There's a, there's just some amazing effects of Spider-Man swinging around the uh, city of New York in the movie, and I, I think they did um, just uh, <laughs> use the word amazing for Amazing Spider-Man, an amazing job on that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this a lot. It's uh, so far, the summer has been good. Captain America was good, uh, and uh, Spider-Man was good. So, and then in two weeks, a little less than two weeks, Godzilla, right? So everyone's really pumped up to see that, and I'm excited, too, to see it. And then in um, about two weeks after that, or is it just a week? I think it's just a week, actually, after that. A week after that, we get the X-Men movie, right? And then, uh, like, a week after that, it's Maleficent. Uh, so, yeah, summer is really starting, so get out there to the movie. So. Uh, one other little side thing for me that I that I did this past week, I've been wanting for for quite a few years to get a Mac. Uh, I've used Windows PCs forever for a long time. I I, I haven't even purchased or bought a computer uh, except for the very first computer I ever got, or I should say, the first uh, Windows based computer that I ever got way way back in uh, 1991. I think is the first one. Uh, but since then, it's everything I've I've used computer-wise. I've built myself out of parts, and this so going into a store, buying a computer, and taking it home, and just plugging it in and turning it on is a is a new experience. Kind of nice in a way, you know. Certainly easier. You don't have to fidget with a lot of stuff. Uh, but I bought an iMac. I, I I went back and forth a lot over the last uh, week or two, more than that, probably the last month, when I got serious about this, of deciding between a MacBook or an iMac. And uh, eventually I decided I wanted the power and the size of a a big screen of an iMac more than I wanted being a portable uh, MacBook. Uh, So I've got this new 27-inch iMac here sitting on my desk in command central of, uh, you know, three computers right next to each other. (laughs) I'm not abandoning my Windows PC by any means. I'm I'm too comfortable with it, and there's too much stuff on there and software. But I'm going to slowly try to start. I'm actually still podcasting using Audacity today on my Windows machine. I haven't dug enough into GarageBand uh, or any of that stuff yet to to venture in there. But I'm going to try to start playing around with it this week. I just got it a few days ago, and then uh, maybe do a podcast here in the near future on it. Definitely probably do a video cast. I, I, I got it mainly. I wanted to do some video work and, and use iMovie and, and maybe a couple other pieces. So anyone out there that's listening has some good Mac advice for me. I'm looking for resources, references, forums, magazines, whatever you guys like. You know, Shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com, and let me know what you like. So, uh, so yeah, I'm into the Apple Mac world now and uh, going to start messing around with that some. Okay, I think that's it for uh, the preliminaries. I guess it's not so preliminary, almost a half hour into the show. But let's get into this episode of uh, uh, Enterprise called Kirshira. I'm going to play it for you, and we'll get into uh, talking about it as we go. I think the first part of this episode, they start off with a recap of the previous one, because like I said, it's sort of the second part of a two-part of the first one being Awakening, which I don't think I've covered that one. But I I wanted to get into this one and and do this one uh, uh, because I think the you know the conclusion is is a little more interesting, 
Uh, not that the first one is bad or anything like that, but I wasn't up to maybe doing both of them in one episode or one podcast this week. So here we go with Kirshara. Previously on the Enterprise. Admiral Forrest has been killed. Serenites were responsible and they'll be dealt with accordingly. Your position is terminated immediately. Serac, you're seeing the past through my eyes. The culture you've come to know isn't the one I helped to create. Siren did something to me before he died. He chose you. He has Serac's culture. They can't reach them and they can't reach us. They may be in grave danger. Find what my people have lost. Find the Kishar. Blanket the area. Use all necessary force. Make sure there are no survivors. You're presiding over a massacre. The High Command is planning to attack Andoria. He's going to start an interstellar war. Set a course for Andoria. Maximum warp. And now the conclusion. The Andorians have deployed most of their fleet in defensive positions around Panmukkar. We gave them that planet when we signed the treaty. Why would they move their forces there? They believe we're preparing to retake it. We've been using unmanned probes to generate false warp signatures in that system. Why weren't we informed of this? It's possible that Andorian agents have penetrated the High Command. It's necessary to limit access to this information. Our forces are actually stationed here, preparing to launch an invasion of Andoria. There are members of the Council who are not convinced an invasion is necessary at this time. We know they have the Zindi technology. You've all seen the data. Data can be falsified. We received this sensor telemetry two days ago. It was recorded by the Andorian ship that stole the Zindi prototype. So here, of course, we're uh, of these Vulcan leaders talking about uh, this war with Andoria going on or starting. Andoria, where it was disassembled. We have reason to believe the Imperial Guard plans to equip their vessels with similar weaponry. Do you have evidence of this? They didn't steal the prototype because they were merely curious. I'm certain of one thing. Sooner or later, the Andorians will make use of this technology. Is it logical for us to wait for that day? This is uh, actor Robert Foxworth uh, playing Velas on uh, this episode. All right, so uh, Kishara is, uh, you know, it's a really heavy episode, I think, in a way, but it's a good one. There's um, a lot going on between uh, both uh, what's going on with Captain Archer and, and the Katra thing and what's going on with the uh, Vulcans and the Andorians. This episode uh, was the ninth episode of season four and written by Mike Sussman. Directed by David Livingston, a, a very uh, regular director for Trek. And uh, it really uh, does a good job of uh, showing the conflict and, and the ongoing struggles between Vulcan and, and Doria. And uh, there's a lot of T'Pol in this too. So it's a good episode. Uh, I, I enjoyed a lot of the stuff they did in season four when Manny Cotto came in. They had a lot of these little mini arcs type storylines going on. And 
really got deep into some of the different cultures of, of Trek that we had known for a long time, but never really were explored like this. And uh, this is, um, you know, I think one of the reasons why Enterprise being cut short was such a shame. But uh, let's get back to uh, the episode. We've sent word to the Cyrenites in the mountains. They'll care for the wounded. How far to the capital? Two days. We need to get back to Enterprise. Tell Starfleet what we've learned about the embassy bombing. We have a more important mission. We've got to get this to the capital. I don't understand. The Kishara contains Sirach's original writings. It's the only surviving record of his true teachings. It would have an enormous impact on the High Command. And all of Vulcan. This is a, um, uh, a small little... Uh block that Archer's carrying around here, which, like, um, Tapau just said there, who's in this episode as a young girl, she, uh, she described it as, as all of, um, the writings of, um, the, you know, Vulcan, basically, you know, leader of the past that set them on the path of logic. We are going back. We're just taking Sirach, obviously. Have you told Starfleet you're planning to warn the Andorians? No. Have you any idea what the Admiral will do when he finds out? I'll save you a seat at my court-martial. Is there anything else? And the Falcons have legitimate reasons for launching this strike. If we alert the Andorians, we will be betraying our closest ally. I'm trying to prevent a war, Malcolm. A war that Earth could get drawn into. With all due respect, sir, we shouldn't get involved. We're already involved. Come in. That'll be all, Lieutenant. Sir. Dismissed. You asked for me, Commander? And we've got Saval here. Saval from There's Vulcan. no guarantee the Imperial Guard's gonna believe us. We've got no evidence your people are planning this attack. But there is one Andorian who might trust us. That at least he does some of the time. Commander Shran. Problem is, I have no idea how to find him. I may be able to help. Huh? Lieutenant Reed appeared unsettled. Some of the crew are wondering if I'm doing the right thing. Can't say I blame him. I'm not so sure myself. I have no doubt Captain Archer would pursue the same course of action. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah, you know, stuck in the middle, of course, Starfleet and, and or they try to stay non-interference style, but you know, sometimes you can't. Too dangerous. We're staying together. Taking the I think it's the right, uh, the right call here, anyway. That you know. The only thing that can stop the war. What war? Between Vulcan and Andoria. We settled our dispute with the Andorians nearly two years ago. Veloc was just stalling for time. He's been preparing a large-scale attack ever since. Where did you get this information? Where do you think? Assuming for the moment you possess Surak's Katra. He's been dead for centuries. How could he be aware of plans for a war? Some of Siren's memories must have been transferred in the meld. Captain! You think I've lost my mind? I'm not certain your mind is the one making these decisions. 
Trust me, I've got like, you know, the Katra here and ship. all, and I'm good. I'm all fine. Back to the capital. I was chosen for this. Chosen. It's my destiny. It's my work. density. If I were in your shoes, I'd be just as skeptical. I'm not possessed, and I'm not delusional. The place, uh, the, the place, right the person playing uh, to Pau here is, uh, her name is Kara Sedeker, uh, and uh, she plays a young to Pau, kind of leader of this Vulcan sort of resistance, kind of rebel group. Archer, don't move. Galicide deposits. Are you in possession of anything metallic? Just this. Thanks for the warning. He had a like a knife in his pocket, and uh, Tapau throws it into this field of magnetized type rock, and Our it kind of shorts and they captured eight zaps it. from the sanctuary. Was Siren among them? No, he is dead. The Sirenites say that there were three other survivors, including a human. Archer. They say that he is carrying the Kirshara. The Kirshara never existed. There are scholars who believe it does. This is Kuvak, the other forge. guy, played by John the Rubenstein. Claim that they are Character the actor I've seen quite a bit. Surak. If the Kirshara is real, it could prove them right. It doesn't exist. Been listening to Cyrenite propaganda. That will be all, Minister. I really like, you know, the the look for the Vulcans, the Elder Vulcans here. But one thing I notice is they all kind of pretty much have exactly the same like uh, like hair and hairstyle. I mean, I, I get it, kind of, but it's all like this mix of like, you know, radical insurgents. dark and light, salt and pepper, and... Have to be eradicated. Do I make myself clear? Sometimes I think they took the, the look of Spock's hair from like the original series and went a little too far with it and thinking like, you know, the whole planet of Vulcans would all have that kind of hair. To who? You know? The nebula. You mix it up a little occasionally. Have a have a couple in there that look a little different, but uh, I think it'd be kind this of fun. This is Ambassador Saval. I've come on an urgent mission. I must speak with Commander Shran. The High Command has decrypted your security protocols. We're well aware that your task force has been hiding in this nebula. Hello, come out, come out, wherever you are. He's in there. This is Commander Tucker of Enterprise. We've got some information you're going to want to hear. Sir. We're being hailed. I love Shran. This is... Commander Tucker, you have a poor choice of friends. An invasion? That's correct. We keep a very close eye on your fleet. We would know if the High Command were preparing to attack. Vlas has been assembling ships near Regulus, beyond the range of your listening stations. Your leaders may be fools, but they're not suicidal. They know we will respond. They were told you're adapting Zindi weaponry, and that you're planning to use it against Vulcan. That's absurd. Captain Archer destroyed the Zindi prototype before we could examine it. 
That fact was conveniently omitted. You people are so used to lying, you don't even tell the truth to each other. How do I know you weren't sent here as a diversion? You don't. Do you have any idea what will happen when the Imperial Guard retaliates? It will be a disaster for both our worlds. Which is why you must convince them to intercept our fleet. You're betraying your own people by telling me this. I'm aware of that. Why are you doing it? The High Command is counting on the element of surprise. If they meet resistance, I believe Vlas will be forced to call off the invasion. When it's logical to not have everyone kill each other, begin. you know. Soon. That's the best you can give me? Soon? Yes. You believe him, Pinkskin? I wouldn't be here if I didn't. I'll need to consult with my superiors. I suggest you do it fast. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs again back as Shran. Uh, there was talk of uh, incorporating him into the role of, you know, Shran regular uh, if Enterprise had gone on, maybe even make him a member of the crew, perhaps. We'll find a way. Sirok will help us. You don't believe in the Katra. It's irrelevant what I believe. The captain could be permanently injured if we don't get him to a doctor soon. He doesn't need a physician, he needs a priest. One experienced with Kaltras. It's irrational that we're following someone in his state of mind. What if he dies before we can get help? I apologize. My mother's death has affected me more than I realized. It was a great loss. We disagreed frequently, but I valued her counsel. I could allow you to experience what she shared with me. You melded with her. I cannot meld. I would initiate it. That's not what I mean. I was forced participate in a melt several years ago. I was infected with a neural disease. Banar syndrome. Do you still suffer from it? There's no cure. Another lie perpetrated by the High Command. Banar has been known since Surak's time. It's caused by melders who have been improperly trained. One with great experience can correct the neurological imbalance. Is there something you can do? My mind to your mind. My thoughts to your thoughts. Our minds are merging. Our minds are one. You know, T'Pau was, they were thinking at one time T'Pau was going to be the character of T'Pau that they were going to use T'Pau as uh, 
the Vulcan on Enterprise. You're certain Enterprise won't detect a transport. All they'll see is a brief energy surge. They'll think it came from the Nebula. Commander. Energize when ready. Yes, sir. They beamed over. Uh, they beamed Welcome over aboard, Saval. Even though the uh, in the past the they said the Andorians didn't have transporter technology, I guess they basically have developed it now at this if point. If you're expecting me to plead for mercy, you'll be waiting a long time. I simply want to know your fleet's actual location. I've already given it to you. And consider this our way of confirming what you've told us. You didn't expect the Imperial Guard to mobilize its entire fleet based on nothing more than the word of one loyal Vulcan diplomat. We spent weeks arguing over details in our treaty negotiations. Did I ever mislead you? No. You must know that torture is rarely effective against Vulcans. Our mental disciplines allow us to suppress pain. Our security division has had a great deal of experience extracting information from Vulcan operatives. This machine doesn't cause physical discomfort. It uses a neurosynaptic field to lower your emotional threshold. Oh. How do you feel? Vulcans who were broken by this device. They were never the same again. I have no desire to see that happen to you. Where is your fleet? I told you, our ships are assembling their regulars. Release me! I can't. Not until I'm certain you've told us the truth. Then I suggest you increase the setting and get this over with. Yeah, it's pretty nasty stuff here. Uh, but Shran, you know, he's always trying to protect what his people it? as best he can. The ambassador seems to be missing. He's not in his quarters or anywhere on D-Deck. Tucker to Saval. Ambassador, please respond. Internal sensors. Scan for his biosigns. He's not on board. Scan the Andorian ships. There's a Vulcan signature on their lead ship. Go to tactical alert. Open a channel. This is Commander Tucker. We know Ambassador Saval's aboard your ship. I want to speak with him now. Sir, the Andorians are moving toward the nebula. Target Strand ship. Disable the engines. Took a shot, but it didn't really slow him down, it seems. The nebula. It's overloading the sensors. I've lost them. Can we compensate for the flux? It'll take a few hours. You have the bridge. Captain, you need to rest. Thanks, but I'll be fine. The atmosphere is thinner than you're used to. If you don't stop soon, you'll collapse. If you need a break to Paul, you should say so. I'm going to scout ahead.
Have you had any more conversations with Surak? Not in a couple of hours. Something's amusing. Of all the people who could have carried this Katra. I doubt you were Siren's first choice. Ever since the meld, I felt more centered. It's hard to explain. My whole life, I've never really understood Vulcans. Why they work so hard to suppress their emotions. Now it all seems to make sense. Next thing you know, I'll be taking up meditation. You might find it beneficial. <laughs> After we get back. Yeah. Maybe you'll want to take a closer look at the Cyrenite philosophy. Why? It was important to your mother. There might be something to it. There are many groups who claim to follow the true path of Surak. I've found no evidence that this one's any different. I would have thought you'd be more sympathetic to their cause. You never seem too happy with the status quo around here. I may have had disagreements with the High Command, but that doesn't mean I'm going to join a radical faction. You signed up with Starfleet? A lot of Vulcans I've met consider us a radical faction. As a scientist, I just thought you might want to keep an open mind. This has nothing to do with science. Am I interrupting? Oh, no, no. We're just talking about, no. you know, philosophy and the weather and, you know, being a rebel here on Vulcan. So, nothing to worry about. Let me out of here! I can't. I'm sorry. Not yet. I'll tear the antenna from your skull! If this interrogation continues, your suppression system could be permanently damaged. Tell me what I want to know! Aren't you enjoying this, Commander? Have you imagined having me in this chair many times? That's not far from the truth. But after our rather lengthy peace talks, I came to trust you. Then trust me now. You would never betray your people. I'm trying to save them! Where is your fleet? There's some good antenna work on Tran here. That's uh, as he's. You know the story of Nirak. What? As he's talking to he was a soldier who lived a long time ago. He was standing watch over the gates of the city of Gaul, and he saw a cloud on the horizon moving toward him. He thought it was a sandstorm, so he told no one. It was an army. <laughs> they destroyed the city. But they let Nirak live. His name now means fool in our language, just as yours will in Andorian. Give the Kirshara to us. You won't be injured. This isn't your world, human. Yeah, 
It's a good little fight here. Actually, uh, Archer is able to use the Vulcan uh, nerve pinch here at one guy. Oh, T'Pol just got knocked out. long fight they're climbing up these rocks and slide out of the way and get away from them. But T'Pol is still back with the, these uh, other Vulcans that uh, were attacking them. What the hell were you doing? Protecting the Kishara. Taking the Kirshara. Mount Saleya. Why? Because the artifact contains Sirach's original writings. Only the priests on Saleya can translate them. If you are deceiving me. I'm a Cyrenite. We don't lie. Yeah, I think maybe she does. I need to rest. If you're attempting to delay us, it won't work. We'll find your friends. This guy, this actor here, has been on uh, other shows I've known. Jeff Smolak, I think is his actor's name. Us? They must have offered you something. Or perhaps you enjoy hiding bombs in embassies? We weren't responsible. Two of my men were killed in the embassy explosion. You have been misled. Cyrenites are peaceful. I have spared your life because you were once my superior. Your companions won't be so fortunate. Bridge to Commander Shran. What is it? The General is asking for an update on the interrogation. Tell him I'll contact him when I'm ready. Acknowledged. <laughs> you find this amusing? Ordinarily, I wouldn't, but because of this device, I... <laughs> there are three higher settings on that panel. If I use them, you're afraid to injure me. If I were you, I'd leave that detail out of your report to the general. 
Where is your fleet? I was a fool to think you'd listen. Perhaps the High Command was right. We'll be better off when Andoria falls. Report! It's the Starfleet ship. Direct hit to their shield generator. See if you can get a lock on Saval. Should we return fire? Are you going to make enemies of the humans as well? Lieutenant, order our ships out of the nebula. Commander? And tell Enterprise we'll be returning the ambassador shortly. Understood. Get that thing off of him. They're heading east, away from the capital. She's with them. Where are you going? To find my science officer. And I don't want to hear any lectures about the needs of the many. I get enough of that crap from... from T'Pol. There's no logic to your plan. We have no weapons. If they take the Kishara from you, they'll destroy it. I'm gonna find her. So back on Enterprise here now with uh, Saval returned and Shran in sickbay. How is he? You've got a lot of nerve pretending you give a damn. I did what was necessary. Saval would understand. He should be fine in another day or so. He risked his life coming here. And you paid him back by scrambling his neurons. He's not the only one taking a risk. I just spoke with the Imperial Guard. They're redeploying our forces. Now you believe him. What changed your mind? A lesser man would have told me what I wanted to hear, even if it wasn't true. There's been too much suspicion, too many lies on both sides. Our fleet will intercept the Vulcans at these coordinates. My superiors believe it may be helpful if Enterprise were to join us. Hmm, Enterprise doesn't really want to pick sides here exactly. They're just trying to balance balance the power, balance the, you know, effect of both sides, so neither one is going to be having upper edge, but... Oh, they lured the Vulcans into the uh, this little magnetic field with the weapons that they were carrying. Pinch this guy unconscious again. Welcome home, sub commander. I no longer hold that rank. Well, you may have joined Starfleet, but you're still Vulcan and subject to our laws. There are a few crimes, yeah, I don't think so. By execution, but 
treason is one of them. What is it? Seven alien ships have taken position outside the Andorian system. They're directly in the path of our fleet. Uh-oh, checkmate. And Enterprise is with them. Are you sure them. this is wise? If the Vulcans find us here, they might think we're siding with the Andorians. There's no guarantee they won't fire on us. Sir, I'm reading a massive subspace distortion. Oshi? It's the Vulcans. They'll be here in two hours. He's hailing us again. On screen. Our sensors show 12 Vulcan cruisers approaching. When will the rest of your fleet get here? They won't arrive in time. We're on our own. Ah, just the way I like it. The odds are uh, not in our favor. I'm still not clear how the Kishar is going to stop a war. Vlas can't govern without approval from the Council. The existence of the Kishara will persuade them to reconsider their support. I don't suppose they'll let us just walk into the High Command. We can transport in, but we'll need access codes. I know someone who might have them. So all these Vulcan ships have uh, warped in now in front of the Andorians. Vulcans are powering weapons. The Andorians are doing the same. Travis, put us between both fleets. If the Vulcans want to start a war, they're going to have to get through us first. Tran. Commander, what do you think you're doing? In case you hadn't noticed, they outnumber us two to one. Get back in formation. I'm trying to buy us some time. The Andorians have more ships on the way. They won't arrive for several hours. You told us this strike would be a surprise, that there would be minimal casualties on both sides. The Andorians are armed with standard particle cannons. There is no evidence of Zindi technology. Administrator, we have to call off this attack. Our forces are committed. We can't turn back. Being hailed by the Starfleet ship. This is Commander Tucker. Sorry to spoil your surprise, but the Andorians know what you're planning. I suggest you turn your ships around now. This doesn't concern Starfleet. Leave the area immediately. I can't do that. The Andorians helped us when Earth was under attack. We're just here to return the favor. If you side with the Andorians, you'll be fired upon. I've already sent word to Admiral Gardner. If Enterprise is destroyed, Starfleet's going to know who was responsible. Order our ships to engage the enemy fleet. Administrator, I can't allow this. Sub-Lieutenant, if you attempt to interfere again, I'll have you arrested. This guy's crazy. The Vulcans, they're locking weapons. On us? No, just the Andorians. Stand by face cannons. Don't fire until I give the order. So they're going through and around Enterprise, basically, to attack the Andorians. We're in the crossfire. Hard about. Get us out of their weapons range. One of the Andorian ships is in trouble. Their reactor's been hit. The Vulcan cruiser's heading towards them. 
See if you can get their attention. The Earth vessels opened fire on one of our ships. Destroy them. The cruiser's breaking off its attack. We're being targeted. The base of starboard, bullet holes. Malcolm, we're not making a dent in their shield. Transhaling. Tell Archer that's two he owes me. <laughs> Yeah, Shran got in the way there to protect Enterprise a little bit. Oh, and in inside this uh, high command chamber, in walks uh, in robes, Archer and T'Pau. Contact security. Stay where you are. We need to have a talk. Administrator, it is agreeable to see you again. This woman is an anarchist, Captain. Whatever she's told you isn't the truth. Tapau didn't bomb our embassy. You did. The evidence is conclusive. Evidence your people gave us. The bombing was an excuse to round up the Cyrenites. Make certain they'd never find this. Is that... Kirsara's a myth! Archer is uh, using some of the key points on that Kirshara to uh, enable it to display this sort of uh, holographic uh, series of Vulcan writings from uh, Sirach. Plating's gone! Torpedoes! The launch is not responding! Where the hell is Shran? The Vulcans are keeping him busy. Looks like we really are on our own. Holographic trickery. This proves nothing. The artifact must be examined in detail. No. Quantum dating will confirm that it's from the time of Surak. You can't trust her! She'd do anything to spread her deviant beliefs. You spent years trying to subvert me. The Kishara will show us our true path. They'd kill us all if they had the chance! It must be destroyed! This is Minister Kuvak. Get me the fleet commander immediately. Yeah, so Kuvak just blasted uh, Vlas and took him out of control, control, so went out of power, and now... Uh, I think he's gonna shut this war down. Vulcan ships. No withdrawing. We're being hailed. It's the high command. Trip, is everything all right? More or less. What's going on, Captain? There have been a few changes here. Get back to Vulcan as soon as you can. Captain Starlog Supplemental. Administrator Vlas has been relieved of his position. His role in the embassy bombing is being investigated. For the moment, the conflict between Vulcan and Andoria appears to have been averted. Enter. Captain Archer asked me to express his gratitude. He wouldn't have succeeded without your transporter codes. 
The captain told me you were in danger. I wouldn't have been a very good husband if I didn't help. I'm not certain when I'll be able to return. I'm aware that I promised your family that we would eventually live together. That's not why I've come. I'm releasing you from our marriage. I know you only bonded with me to help your mother. She's gone now. There's no reason for us to continue. You don't have to do this. I know. Goss. Goodbye, Tapal. The Katra is with me now. How do you feel, Captain? Like a giant weight's been lifted. Word has already spread of the discovery. It may take years to translate all of the writings. The people of Vulcan are in your debt. Peace and long life. You may be witnessing the start of a new era, not only for Vulcan, but for Earth as well. The minister intends to pursue a less aggressive policy toward your people. The high command will be dissolved. You'll no longer have us looking over your shoulder. It's time for Earth to stand on its own. We're ready. You failed. Decades of work have been lost. Am I to be blamed for your incompetence? Archer should have been killed. You brought the humans into this. I must leave Vulcan. My position here has been compromised. What about me? Not now. Your disappearance would cause suspicion. This is simply a minor delay. The reunification of our people is only a matter of time. Ah, yeah, so uh, a little conspiracy there going on between the Vulcans at the end with Vlas, but uh, yeah, so there's the episode. The dial is down a little bit. Not really a whole lot more to say about it. I, I just, uh, I like the fact that they brought, uh, you know, a little more history with the Vulcans in here, the Kashara and Surak's teachings and this conflict with Andoria and Tran is in it, some good battles and uh, it's just a fun episode a fun couple of parter too two parter, the first part of course sets up the whole conspiracy thing with um, it looking like this bombing that happened uh, that the Cyrenites did it but they didn't, so anyway uh, good episode and uh, I enjoy it quite a bit I hope you guys liked hearing it and I'll be back uh, in a moment or two to wrap up this week's podcast. This is Dominic Keating, Malcolm Reed, Lieutenant to you at the Motor City Comic Con. Just wanted to say, uh, keep on listening to Tricks in Sci-Fi. All right, so that's uh, going to wrap things up for this week on Treks in Sci-Fi. Uh, a couple of things. You can always... Uh, Check us out over at treksandsci-fi.com. Send me an email, treksf at gmail.com. If you want to join the forum, you got to send me an email. Let me know what username that you want. We also have a pretty good and uh, active Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com 
slash treks in sci-fi to find that and uh there's also donation links and also links to other information and, and cool stuff over at the main site at treksinsci-fi.com next week you are going to have a special show we're going to have rick moyer here talking to sebastian pruth who um a few years ago i don't know if it's been a couple of years but he had this uh very cool um kind of a radio Star Trek drama called Continuing Mission. They're going to talk about his uh, bringing that back and starting that up again next week on Treks and Sci-Fi, a little interview show for you. In two weeks, I will be reporting, uh, probably going to try to do a vidcast for this, going to be reporting from the annual in May event uh, here in the Detroit area, the Motor City Comic Con. I got my press pass coming, and I'll be there. William Shatner is going to be there. I'm going to try to get a picture with uh, William with William, <laughs> with the chat, and uh, maybe a couple of the other people too. We'll see how it goes. But uh, and then I'm looking for a guest host, guest cast, uh, the weekend of May 25th. Uh, I guess it's about three weeks away. So everyone, again, hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, may the fourth be with you, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Next week again, it'll be Rick Moyer and Sebastian Pruth. So take care. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye. Listen up. It's Star Wars. Do not take it lightly. It is your destiny. Well, a long, long ago, in a place far away, I hope you have a universal party today. May the force be with you, and lights be at your back. May your shields keep you safe from a rebel attack. Happy Star Wars Day. May the force be yeah, with you. Yeah, happy Star Wars Day. May the force be with you. Hold your blaster to your side, and always shoot first. Pay up, old job, or you might just get hurt. Quit kissing on your sister, and pay attention, Luke. That's no space station. Hey, I think I might puke. Happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. A happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. A happy Star Wars Day. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. A happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with you. This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.